Remo get on that mic. Yeah, yeah. Remo get on. Remo get an interview. Yo, that shit gonna shake the f the room. Yeah, hey, what's up? What's going on? You already know the how everybody's like, oh sh. The f is yeah, this? Yeah, that energy. Yeah, what's up? What's going on? You already know when the ha go, my creators. It's another edition of The Cuts. You know what The Cuts stand for. Culture, Urban, Technology, Sports. I believe I'm at episode 137. Yes, 136. I had the dopeness, dopeness music creative, Andrew. He was in, uh, yeah, his name is Andrew too. He was in the, he was in the building, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, not Andrew. Oh my God, my career, I'm bugging. My man Andre, Drake gonna kill me. Andre Mullen, he was in the building. He chopped it up. He he kept it real with the music. I got another sports figure in my career. It's been a minute, right? The last time it was H2O was in the building. I got my man, Andrew. But I ain't gonna call him Andrew. Go, go, combo, son. Combo's in the building. What's good, son? I love the energy, man. Yo, listen, me. listen, guy, listen. It's you, it's you, <laughs> sir. What's good, dog? Everything's good, man. Just you know, working on everything I work on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We go, we gonna get into that, but though, you know how we do here, story time, Chris. So listen, y'all know my creators. Every now and now, I talk about when I played ball. You know what I mean? I, I did, I did my best to try to achieve my hoop dreams. You know what I'm saying? But unfortunately, that didn't happen. But in the run-ins, <laughs> ran to Andrew a lot of times. I it wasn't too good. I ain't like it. I ain't like his teams. I had to face. He had some, he had some quality teams. I used to hate playing against them. But yo, now nah, real talk. We got we got cool throwing those times. And even though even with him coming into the entertainment field, you know what I'm saying? That that even shocked me, but then I saw a clip of his platform, which you wanna talk about, you know what I'm saying? And just overall with him. So yo, let's just get right into it. Like, what was the transition for you being that you were so in love with ball? You know what I'm saying? That's not really still am. No, still am, but I'm just saying, but more so as 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 a player, you know what I'm saying? Like you was you was with it. Let's keep it a buck. You was when you was in your prime, prime you, prime you. You was like everywhere. You was hooping. You was hooping yeah. everywhere, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? What was like the transitional point for you when you realized, I, right, you know what? Yeah, I, I could hoop, but I really got this right here. This, this me being an entertainer. Like th- I got this right here. Like take us into that. Well, I always felt like I was an entertainer at heart. Like I always loved the oohs and the ahs. Right. Everybody knows about that about me. Like even from a young age, I even got like a lot into the tricks during a certain point of my um, youth. You know, (laughs) just I just like to entertain people. Right. Obviously, I had to calm that down a little bit playing, you know, in college and overseas. And the transition to entertainment was more so. It was time for basketball to stop for me because I wanted to live in America and not overseas, uh, and I had to make a transition. So I really wanted to get into commentary, but I figured that talking about basketball is what I wanted to do. And then the best way to start that for me was a podcast. Like, it's something you could start on your own. So I started that, and then that just, like, led into so many opportunities. And the podcast itself is at over 500 episodes, so... Yeah, I'm really grateful for it, and um, I love entertaining. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that word. I just love entertaining people and right. making them happy for that time that they're with me listening or watching me on IG, YouTube, wherever it may be. My live shows with Coach Nick. I started an in-studio show in Queens. So, yeah, just entertaining people is a big part of what I love to do, and obviously I combine that. The combo, if you will, with basketball. Yeah, now let's get rid of your combos court. Yo, you be, yeah, I ain't gonna hold you, sir. Like, I, I thought I let the Ruger spray. Yo, you be letting the Ruger spray. Yeah, on how, that so? Show. how so? No, like, I'm like, you be, but keep it real, but it's entertaining. It's dope. You know what I'm saying? It's not like the political nonsense that you normally hear from the analysts, that you hear from the sports analysts and everything like that. You know, I'm not gonna name no names or whatever. I did that on my album and all that, but on my comedy album, I did that. But 
do you like really get like get to the nitty gritty of what like a NBA fan or a basketball fan will want to hear? Do you feel from you it's more so because of how passionate you were for the sport, or is it overall like just your overall knowledge of the sport? Yeah, I think I come from a unique perspective because I grew up in New York City. And then, you know, obviously, you know, streetball culture is such a big part of what we do. And I think that was a big part of my basketball upbringing, right. playing all over the city. But then you combine that with me playing overseas. And I think it's a perspective that of those two things that I mean, a lot of people from New York have that perspective, but it's something unique to me and nobody has your journey. And I think I could talk about the game in a unique way. So, yeah, like, I think I just call it how I see it. And you mentioned the word fan. Like, I don't even know if I'm a fan. I like to really analyze the game from, like, a non-emotional point of view, if you will. Okay. So it's, like, really, I like to be logical about what I'm talking about and not just, like, not into the rah-rah and let my emotions get the best of me. Just, like, this is what I see, and I like to tell you in an entertaining way how I see it. Right. That's what, like. Do you feel like within the sports culture as of late, and when I mean as of late, let's say like the last like decade or so, do you feel that's more in case of it? Like even from the like sport analysts that you watch to let's say fans that you have to like talk to on internet and everything like mm-hmm. that. Do you feel emotions like heavily take over and, and made it even not not to say whack? I want to try to use a nicer word. It made it like kind of like lame in a sense like want to talk about sports because it's like you were it's like it's already predicated that you know what that person's going to feel and talk about take us into that yeah i think that's interesting because people get so emotional over the obvious like i remember somebody who is on one of the major networks screaming into the mic how okc lost by i don't know it was 60 and they were screaming about how terrible it was and how they're a disgrace. Look at them now, by the way, which is a whole other topic, um, which we could probably get into. But oh yeah, no, we definitely can. We but, we're going to definitely talk about this season. I want to hear your thoughts on this season for sure. We can yeah, talk about yeah, it. but it's like, yeah, you're screaming into a mic about how a team lost really bad. I mean, there's nothing unique about that. Like we know it's bad. Like where's the where's the anal- where's the analysis? You know, <laughs> it's like it's like people are getting so emotional about something that's so obvious. You know, it's like. Okay, mm -hmm. like, you know, it's just, it is what it is. No, right, but do you feel that's, is that because of how social media has influenced a lot of people? Because that's that's what you see on social media now. You get what I'm saying? Like, the barking back and forth does well on social media. And the emotion does well on social media. So I get that part of it, but I do think also that when you have a unique perspective and you give smart analysis, I think... Maybe in the short term it won't work as well, but in the long term over time it'll be really beneficial for you and the people that listen to you. Right, right. And that's the thing for me, like like even me, like as a late, like I do my best because I'm because I'm part I've been part of media. I've been part of media since Mm -hmm. 2012. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I do my best to not be as emotional like that because I have to give a concise and precise, you know, answer Mm -hmm. per se or insight. You know, just something that I know about what I've been accustomed to. You know what I'm saying? And and definitely to touch on what you were saying about the analyst. That's why I feel about the analyst now. It's like, yo, dog, like if you're going to overreact about 60 points, what are you going to do when it gets to close games? You know what I'm saying? How well are you going to be about the close game? You know what I'm saying? How well are you going to analyze about the close game? A 60 point, you and I, you know, not saying that we've been a part of teams that have gotten that. 
that much loss. You know what I'm saying? But as far as losing itself, you know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, you embrace it, and then you just move on to the next. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Versus, oh, my God, yeah, lost yeah. by 20. Damn it. Ah, throw this, throw yeah, that. Yeah, 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 and all that. Like, it. that makes no you sense. You got to trade him. <laughs> like, he played bad for a week. You know? it's Like, I hear, like, now, like, people are talking about uh, trade Clay Thompson. I mean, it's been, like, what, uh, 12 games? I mean, he'll get it together eventually, you know? Listen, I, listen. And then when a player's playing bad, they have less trade value anyway. Exactly. So you should wait till they play well. No, but my thing with, like, all right, so here's what my thing with Clay is, right? I don't know if, I don't know if you see it in him as a late. I don't know if it's because, all right, maybe his step is slowed down a little. But is he, like, trying to take this, like, villain role in a way? Like, I, I always, I think it, that he always had a chip on his shoulder and he feels like he doesn't get the credit he deserves from what I see. I don't want to speak right. for him, but that's what it seems like. Like he wore the number 76 jersey when he wasn't in the top 75. Right. You know, I think that's part of his personality. I don't know if he's playing a villain role. I think, you know, I, I'm sure he's happy for what Steph did, but I'm sure he feels like he doesn't get enough credit like even Draymond or Steph gets, right? Like he's kind of looked at as the third fiddle and... um you know, some people would say he's number two, but I think people that really know basketball know that Draymond was just as important as Clay and all of that. So, you know, it is what it is. But I think he definitely has a chip on his shoulder, and he probably doesn't. He probably thinks he doesn't get the credit he deserves. But all right, but let's say all right, but let's let's do devil's advocate on that. Let's say you do trade Clay. Where are you going to trade Clay to? Because <laughs> like, like look what's going to come with it. Definitely if you trade Clay yeah, I mean, this right probably, now. Yeah, there's probably a situation that you could trade him because he's a really good player. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like I, I was just making that example. I think like no, any right. player that doesn't play well for a little – like it was happening to Julius Randle like the first week of the season. You know, trade Randle. Now you don't hear that at all. But thank God. I mean, yeah. let's just hope he – look, I'm as a Nick fan. Yeah. I just hope, you know, let's keep this throughout but the season. But many would argue now is the time to trade him when he's playing well because right. you get more for him, right? right? But, you know, I, I think that um, everything's overreaction these days. But it's part oh. of the social media era. Like, you know, everything is overreaction, 24-hour news cycle. So it is what it is. I said uh, it is what it is a lot. Maybe I've been – Watching a lot of Cam and Mace, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, biggest to them. What do you, what's your what's your what's your take about them coming yeah, into it, coming into the culture, man? No, nah, I love that because you know Cam especially, right? Like he just always finds a new way to get involved with something and put his unique spin on it, right? right. Like he he's so much more than a rapper, obviously, right? With everything that he does. Uh, yeah, I love it. And he's he's funny, man. The guy was getting a massage mid pod. Like, yeah, come on, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> from Joe Smith's uh, wife. That's crazy. That come on, crazy. man. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Yo, but now, but I, but I love what they're doing to the culture because what they're doing now is, and they're also putting a lot of pressure on the major networks because it's people from the uh, other major networks that have used their their logo the, well their sl- their slang and they use their catchphrases well everybody's been using that slang for years if no, you grew no. up in New York no no right but what I'm saying but yeah. what I'm saying is but as far as since they've come yeah, onto yeah, the yeah, scene yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah there's, you, you see it and I'm like oh y'all y'all biting them give them their credit son you know what I'm saying yeah no and you know I mean the Pat McAfee show is of that mold and ESPN you know signed them so it's like you could like produce your own show and then a major platform could pick you up. It's different than it used to be because it costs less for production when you just could pick up like um, its own entity, right? Right. It's like ESPN wasn't producing the Matt, uh, the Pat McAfee yeah, show. Yeah, he was it's already like, doing it. Yeah, and then they just picked it up, which is a little bit different than how things used to be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to have our talent and we're going to create a show ourselves. Right. So things are changing in the you know sports media landscape. Yeah, man. For real, for real. And also for you, like with Combo's Court, like... 
what what do you what do you feel as as a content creator slash media platform? I don't, I don't like saying podcaster. I hate I hate I hate the word podcaster. I think it's limiting. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. definitely limiting. But I don't but I don't see that. But I think that's part of what I do. You know, no, right, yeah, yeah. right. You know what I'm saying. But let's say with your platform, right. like take my creators into like what's been the highs and lows in your journey thus far. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is staying consistent, and you say highs and lows. I think when you do get those highs, you don't get too high, and when you get those lows, you don't get too low. You got to stay consistent over time, and we're over 500 episodes. So Woo. I think to get to that point, you have to just keep going at it every day, right? Every day, every day, you got to sit down and do the work like we're doing right now. Yeah, now I feel you on that, man. And it's, oh, man, like if y'all, if y'all don't even know half the battle that he's talking about, and also what I talk about here, on this platform, it's it, it comes from if you do have a guest. If you do if you don't have a guest, then what do you do to entertain you guys? It's a lot more than just talking into a mic. Oh yeah, yeah. And and recording and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? It's also you gotta get the feel. You gotta get the cool feeling with the people that are at the studios. You gotta get a a, a feel of the nuances, the lighting, the can this Yeah. You know, the interesting thing is, like, I'm more than willing to talk about this kind of stuff with you. But at the end of the day, like, for somebody getting into this space, they have to realize that nobody cares yes. about the hard work you put in. Right. Like, it is what it is. As I right. said again, <laughs> it's like, how are you entertaining me? Yeah. Like, that's all they're thinking. We don't care what you do. Are yeah. you entertaining me? Right. And that's it. So right. I try and work hard, but make it look easy, if you will. Like. I don't put too much talk into like what I'm doing on the day to day to create my show. I think my goal and my focus is always to entertain anybody who wants to tune into my shows. All right, now yeah, that's what's up, man. Now nah, you, you know? yo, ca definitely catch the show, man. Yeah, definitely, combos court, man. Combos court, man. Definitely yeah. dope, dope, dope platform. It's not just a sport platform. It's a dope, dope, dope right. platform. I, yeah. I do my best whenever I have other um, hosts and as guests on here not to limit. And that's the thing too. I hate that in this in this culture. It's like the limiting in this culture. You know what I'm saying? Like if they, if somebody was to see you, right? Ah, oh, that's just Andrew. He He's 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 still a baller, but he's at like no, he's an entertainer. Like it's okay to call it's okay to call him an entertainer. <laughs> I would I would think at this point people would think I'm more than a baller. But. No, but I'm just saying I'm just saying in that in that sense, you know what I'm saying? No, like, I, what saying. I think at times, and not even me, just in general, somebody will try and put you in a box, right? Yeah. Like you know, I love my mom, and she like sometimes I'll do a podcast. She'd be like, "What does that have to do with basketball?" I'm like, "I'm talking more than basketball, mom." You know? <laughs> like, I've had uh, cognitive scientists, New York Times bestsellers, battle rappers. Like, I've had all kinds of people yes, on my have. show. So, yes, uh, you know, including the former NBA players and ESPN analysts. So, it's like I think you should have the conversations with the people you want to have conversations with about the topics you want to talk about. You know, I think that's the most important thing when it comes to podcasting or media in general when you're creating your own platform. Right, right. Yeah, that's definitely key. Let's get right into it, man. NBA season, man. I mean, yes, we're, we're still early. I mean, we got, we're got a month. We're about, what, a month in almost of the yeah, season? I'd say so. What's, 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 been, what's been your takes so far? What's been your highs and lows? What are you interested in seeing, you know, prolonging the season, everything like that? I think of myself as a basketball prophet, man. Okay. Know? <laughs> I've right. been telling people a lot of things that are going to happen that are happening right now. Like I told everybody in in the summer when I was talking to my guy Nick from the Veterans Minimum that the Rockets would be good this year. 
I mean, you know, they're all they're in that playoff race very early in the NBA season. I told people Chet Holmgren would have been their best player in that draft two years ago. He obviously had to take that year off because of an injury, and he's playing great. So, yeah, I mean, those are some of the things that come to mind. Um, the Warriors look old, and I think they have an issue with, you know, Wiggins and Clay right now. I'm a little bit more um, concerned about Wiggins than I am about Clay because it feels like Wiggins doesn't really care. And it feels like Clay cares too much, so I think that part of it is fixable. And Clay's a hard worker, and I think he's going to find it. So, right. um, you know, I still think Denver is the favorites, even though Jamal Murray got a hamstring. There's so many things to talk about, but is there anything specific that like you've been like really uh, focusing on? What I've, I don't know. I think for me, most the Wem- well, the Wemby story. I've been focusing on. Yeah, that. I mean, Wemby's like, Wemby, going to be Wemby's going to be great. Yo, Wemby is the unlimited. Unicorn son, (laughs) yo, he's the real unicorn. Yo, no, no, right. But I'm just saying, like, what is it that this kid doesn't do that still makes you go, oh my god, how? You know what I'm saying? And listen, I I picked him up in in fantasy this year. I I was I was so happy. I was like, yes. Yeah, pops letting him go, which is good. You know, I I think that's the approach to take. And you know, a lot of people are talking about like his shooting efficiency and is he taking the right shots and maybe there should be more structure. I think Pop is going about it in the right way. He's taking that Press Maravich role with what Press did with Pistol in college, right? right? Just let him go, let him flourish. And then eventually, you know, maybe halfway during the season or next year, you could find he's definitely not going to be a role player um, pretty much at any point in his career, but you could kind of like hunker down on more of a role for him, right? Um, yeah, man, like he's gonna be great, and I like I love the approach. They're not good right now, but I think they're trying things with like you know Jeremy Sohan at the point guard and letting Wemby just do what he does, right? To let him flourish and to fly his wings, and then eventually we could really coach him, coach him. I think they're doing the right thing there. Yeah, now I think what the one of the main things I love about this kid, his pick and pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yo, him and Chet, him and Chet. Yeah, him and Chet. No, no, Chet, no, no. Definitely pick up the Chet. Chet is. Oh, him, like, like killing, killing. Even though their battles, it's been. I mean, Chet's a winning NBA player already, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, Chet got that, like, dude, I don't know. Like, that, like the other day, against, um, was it against the Rockets or was it against LA when he hit the, um, no, against the Suns? Yeah. When he hit that, um, tying three pointer in yeah. the corner. Yo. Yeah. Did yeah. you see the, the fluid motion on that? I was like, nah, yeah. this kid, this kid is going to be elite. He's different, man. The fact that we got two over seven footers. Who have good and high potential in like about maybe what maybe another six years, yeah, possibly top five players in the league. Oh yeah, yeah, I think both of them definitely got a chance, and um, yeah, that's that's I'm that's, that's scary. And then shy, you know, shy shy is always going to be yeah, shy. Yeah, yeah, shy yeah. Gillis, he 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 about to be top five like very soon. So <laughs> if yeah, he keeps it at this pace, he's so tough. Yo, yeah, yo, who is like who do you see? In the league that even wants to give shy smoke, like Anthony Edwards, yeah, but that well, yeah, but well, well, that's that's different. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is different. That's that's MVP. Right? They're both different. That's they're, my talk about MVP. Yo. No, I mean I think those two are going to be in the MVP mix with like you know with Luca and Jokic and Giannis. I think those are like the five guys that'll um, be in the mix for MVP for years to come, right? So yeah, it's going to be. Really what, good to watch on the on the um, on the, in, uh, on the tournament. The yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's cool. I like play, the new courts. I mean, I think it gives something a little extra in the months of November and December of the regular season. And in Europe, they've been doing this for years. And 
I love it, man. It's going to get really crazy <laughs> when it gets to Vegas. And then I'm really excited for those younger guys and maybe guys making league minimum to get that 500K if they win. And the stars are going to be playing for those guys because they know how much money that is to them, right? Like when you're making 30 million a year, 500,000, it's still great. 500,000 right. still 500,000. But right. when you're making a million, I mean, 500,000 is a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how um, how intense this gets. Yeah, nah, definitely. And also, too, uh, my beloved Knicks. I, I ain't going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm content right now. I'm not. You're doing better. I, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm not. I mean, Thibs. Uh, I think that's the issue. I think. I think. I think that's the issue. It's Thibs, yeah. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm glad you're saying it because I'm, I'm like, yo, Thibs. I'm like, I get it, Thibs. You want a rigid system. I think like he could. I think there's his floor is somewhat high, but then, but like the ceiling is low. Like I don't think you win a championship in the modern NBA the way teams play offense with Thibs as your coach. I would bring in Jay Wright. I, I like Jay Wright. Uh, who else? You know why? Because he played modern basketball before modern basketball was a thing. Like right. he was going, you know, small ball bigs and, you know, three guard lineups. And I think there's four guys on Villanova on the Knicks right now. Yeah, I that think he won that, with. Yeah, I think I think that's a factor too. So I would love to see Jay Wright coach the Knicks. I think I would I think take I would take what's I would take um for them. the Bucks former coach. I would take him. But he's rigid too. But he, but he's a different type of rigid though. If you got if you think he's not like killing the young players type of rigid, you know what I'm saying? Like because we was on the Bucks, he was let, he was actually even there, even when they won that championship, he let a, a lot of young players rock during yeah. that during that run. So it's not it's not a I get what you're saying. Yeah, they have the kind of the similar philosophy, but it's just, it's not like you're you're trying to. They're derail. both defensive coaches, but their defense is different. You right. Know? Yeah. Um, he did well with um, those two bigs, right, and drop coverage with Giannis and and Brooke Lopez. I don't know if he he has some bigs there, but they're not at that level. So he he did go with Atlanta. So he's a good coach. He won a championship with the Bucks, so right? He, I just like the. I, I think you just need to bring in somebody who's a little more offensive minded. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and also too, what could be killing me with Thibs is like, don't let them lie to you. Offense wins championships. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, it does. I mean, it, I mean, it does. I mean, I get it. The whole slogan in sports, you know, defense wins championships. Yeah. All right, cool. Defense me, fence. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it's good. Yeah, until your team is not well at nah, shooting threes. <laughs> you know, what your defense. Your defense definitely has to be good enough, right? Right. I mean, it could be enough. solid. Yeah, it could be a solid we saw, defense. We saw Denver like they didn't hang their hat on defense. You know? Oh no, of course they did, yeah. but still, they War still. They Warriors, were balanced. Yeah, when the Warriors were dynasty, they were great on defense, but they were even better yeah. on offense. Right? right. You know what I mean? Right. So you know what I'm saying? So it, it's all about the balance. You know what I mean? Freaking um what else? What else? What else? Uh, oh, um LeBron. Like well, LeBron's LeBron. Like do you think it's time for him to hang it up this year? No. Really? So just play till you're forty five? Yeah, he's playing good. <laughs> And he wants to play with his sons. Yo, no, yo, that would be insane. Keep, keep hooping till you want to hoop for as long as you want to hoop for. Yo, but if he, I think he can play till he's forty-seven, I said that before. Really? Yeah, I had my guy, um, Mr. Former Simpson, on the pod. He's in sneakers. I know we're going to talk about sneakers today. Oh yeah, yeah, we can yeah, talk about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We definitely can talk about sneakers. Yeah, but um, he's. Uh, I told him, I'm like, yo, I think he could play till forty-seven. I got to bring that clip back up. I think he could do it. Do, uh, all right, so do, he could do it and still play the same amount of minutes. Nah, he can't play the same. He shouldn't be playing the same amount of minutes. No, that's what now. I'm saying. Yeah, that's what that, but the, the Lakers aren't good if you don't play that many minutes. That's the conundrum that they're in. That's the insanity. 
That and that they don't get And that's the part right there. It's like, all right, when are the Lakers gonna get to a point in this season where okay, you know what, LeBron, we just need you at mm, twenty two to twenty three minutes. When are they gonna get to no, that? That point? ain't happening. No, they tried right. thirty and that wasn't happening. No, right. But I'm just saying, like, twenty two minutes is not happening for that team. No, but when? <laughs> like, like, let's think about it, right? Think about Maybe it. if you bring in Zach Levine and Caruso, right? I don't know how you would do that. You'd probably have to give up Hachimura or something. You know, I don't know, or like Austin Reeves. I don't know who you would have to give up to get to get them to. AD maybe you might have to give up AD, but then that doesn't mix with um with Embiid. So I don't know. No, because here's the thing, right? You got LeBron right now playing. I think he plays what? I think it, like 35. Yeah, he was at, he was trying to be at thirty, but that's no, yeah, yeah, like he's at thirty five already, and we're in November. We're only a month in, and he's already at thirty. He's already clocked at thirty five minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still got December, January, February, March, yeah. and playoffs. Um, <laughs> there's a high risk right there yeah. for him to get injured again. Yeah, but you have no chance if you don't play him enough. So it is what it is. Yeah. That is insanity. That's insanity. All right. So, all right. So, if you if you had to say right now, just to make a dark horse decision, a take, hot take, who you th- who you think wins championship? Denver. I guess it's not that hot. You think you think even with even with Boston? Yeah, I, even, I, with, I like, even even with the team that Boston has. You know, I like Denver because. It really comes down to Jokic because at the end of the when the game is close, yeah, no stop He could really just take over. Like he doesn't show you all his cards in the beginning of the game. No, nah. he could really score forty. Every he game Muhammad he Ali's. He's the Muhammad Ali of basketball, son. Yeah, I seen, I, I, <laughs> I, I seen him do it this season where he'll just like he's kind of like he's not coasting because he's getting like his thirty, but right. then at the end of the game he'll just go to the post, like we saw in the finals. They were doing pick and roll where he was the ball handler and Jamal Murray was the guy rolling, right? 5-1 pick and roll. And that was unstoppable. And he he didn't go to that the whole game pretty much. And then he just went to it at the end and it kept working and it kept working. And then if that doesn't work, he just goes to the post and just the whole game goes at his speed. Right. And I just think that team with the continuity continuity that they built over the years is just going to be too hard for the league to stop, especially with a lot of the top guys moving around so much. Right. A lot of the teams with the talent on them, they don't have enough chemistry to deal with Denver, in my opinion, right? Like, it's almost making it easier for them. It's like <laughs> your face- chemistry is your superpower these days. Like, with the Warriors, their their superpower was like they could just get up and make more threes than you. Right. Now the superpower that Denver has is they just got so much chemistry with the best player in the world. So, and And – you're facing a team that has like two starting fives. Yeah. Because <laughs> look at their bench. Their bench, all those players were actually starting fives. Well, they did five. lose a little bit from their bench. They lost Bruce well, Brown. Yeah, Bruce, they lost Uncle Jeff. Yeah. But if you still look at their bench, it's minus nice. the minus the couple of new players like Braun or whatever, um, uh, Chris, I think Christian Braun, and uh, I forgot the other player yeah. that's new. They still have players that were on, that were starting fives. And I think one, I think one made All Star on mm-hmm. it with Aaron Gordon. Like you still got the well, Aaron Gordon starts. No, it starts right. Yeah. Sorry, who I'm thinking of? Um, 
That's off the bench. Reggie, Reggie. Yeah, I think Reggie Jackson. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you still got killers on the on, on the bench, so it's like, all right. He didn't even get burned. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, Yo, yeah, and yeah. still got a ring. Yeah, his burden got a ring, son. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get with it. Sneakers. Uh, what's your what's your what's your take on sneakers? What's your in what's general? Your, yeah, just in general. What's your feel? Are you a sneakerhead? Are you semi? Yeah, I'd say I was, I was really into Jordans for a long, long time, and I kind of been get keeping it more simple lately. As you can see, I got the Blazers on today. Nah, Blazers. So, yeah. I don't think Blazers are simple, son. You don't I mean, think so? No, nah, I don't think Blazers are simple, son. Like, I kind of like look at them like they're not Air Force Ones, but they're like from like it's um classic, right? But I, I don't know, son. I just. Like for me with Air Force Ones, like I feel Air Force Ones are overrated. I, I just that's just me. Well, you know what? And as a New Yorker, like it might be crazy for people to hear this because I was always so much on Jordans. I never really bought a pair of low white ups until like two years ago. Right. Like like growing up, I never had those. I, they were just too simple for me. Like I always right. wanted Jordans. I was like a Jordans guy. Like Jordans, Jordans, Jordans. I didn't. Right. Want, I didn't want nothing else. So. Right. So, right. but I got more versatile over the years. Like I wear more New Balance now and white ups and. You know, things to that effect. Yo, big ups to New Balance. Thank you. I ain't going to hold you. They're comfy, man. Yo, a, new, a pair of New Balances are like the new Air Maxes, bro. Those 990 V5s, those 990 V6s. Yeah, they're fire. Yeah, definitely. You know, What's your favorite Jordan? Um, not line. What's your favorite Jordan model? Uh, shit. If I, if I had to choose, I would have to go with. I would have to go with the sixes. That's interesting. Yeah, that's sixes were fire. Yeah, they are fire. Twelves, twelves are fire. Twelves design is definitely dope. Um, with the one color in the middle, the two the two colors on the I side. I go tens. Tens is fire too. I don't think tens are one of my favorite. The not actually no, I'm not ten. Sorry, nines. Nines are fire. My favorite are like probably the ones. I love the ones. Ones, you know what it is? Ones. Everybody, well, they, like about three years ago, they were just putting out too many colors of the ones. Right. Like, they, they, ooh, they were oversaturating. Like, but right. Ones are, ones are, I love the ones. Well, if you don't like Air Force Ones, you probably don't like the ones because they're somewhat similar, right? No, like, actually, I like the, no, actually, no, 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 no. I like the ones because the ones remind me of dunks. Yeah, I mean, dunks, ones, Air Force Ones. I mean, would anybody, any, you can't deny it. They're all similar, like, at the end of the day. I, well, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. If an alien right. came down from, right. from right, and you know, seen for, the model of like, one, if he was just looking at sneakers, he'd be like, "Yo, those are like." If you're a real sneakerhead, you're gonna know the differences. But if you right. know nothing about sneakers, you'd be like, "Oh, if yeah. you see a pair of black and white ones, black right. and white ups, black and white dunks." You could be like, "Yeah, they're kind of similar." It's kind of similar. Yeah, that's a fact. Yo, what's your feel on on, on pandas, son? Because yo, I'm, I was watching. Everybody got them. No, right. But I was watching this video, and it and they ranked it as the top five worst sneakers. I don't think they're tough. I think they're nice. No, but I, I, don't, I didn't buy a pair. But, but the reason being was because of what you just said that everybody has them. Like everybody and their mother has them. I think all trends are like that. That get really hot. It has a tipping point, right? Right. It's like really hot. Everybody gets it. Then it becomes corny eventually because everybody has it, and then it'll tip the other way. Like we've seen that with probably when we were young, baggy jeans were in. Yeah, and then we see skinny guy, and then it got corny to wear baggy jeans because everybody was doing it over and over again, and then skinny jeans got in, and then it got too skinny, and then it tipped the other way. See, there's a reason why trends tip, and you know Robert Green talks about this in in his book Human Nature. It's like if trends didn't have a tipping point, it would get so crazy and out of control 
It would be ridiculous. Yeah, what if fact. we just kept going in the direction of bigger and bigger pants back then? Oh, no, We'd be no. like here. Like, hell no, no. Nah, so it's like that in everything in life, right? right? It's like every trend has a tipping point. Yeah, no, nah, I think I, I think for me, I stopped with the whole baggy joint once I watched Hitch. <laughs> <laughs> but it's ba- you know it's back now. Yeah, right. It is. Yeah, in it, high fashion and now yeah, everywhere. Right. Even, even in the streets. Right. You know? Right. But when Hitch was my turn. Hitch and... Jay-Z's black album when he, in, in Change Clothes. Okay. Yeah. When he, when he was when like, he's doing the big button-ups? Yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah jersey's out, button-ups. But that was kind of like baggy button-ups back then. People were in the baggy button-ups. I remember that. No, they was, but I was more I was more so getting like the somewhat, the middle, the in-between ones. Like it was like fitted, but it still had some kind of space. I like. I think I usually stick to that. Right, like as I think, like us right now, if we're looking at the camera, like we're not too tight or too baggy. No, right? no, 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 we're, we're in the middle. Kinda, yeah, yeah, we're in between. We're in yeah. between. Yeah, okay, no, 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 yeah. too, that too tight, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> we're at the age where, like, nah, man. There's yeah. certain things. It's like, nah, just man. how about if it just fits? It right, yeah. right, but nah, but definitely with the kicks, man. Like for me, I'm still, I'm on, I'm still semi sneakerhead mode, but. I still love the culture. You know what I'm saying? Understanding of the oh, culture, yeah, watching it. Even when I went to go see Air, like, like when I went to go see the movie Air, I was like, yeah, "That was a great movie." I was yeah, great. That was a phenomenal movie, yeah, son. Great movie. Uh, yo, I was so because you knew because uh, as a sneakerhead, you knew of the stories. Yeah, you knew of the stories, but then to see it get relived in front of your face, like, oh shit, he almost he really wanted Adidas. That's crazy. Like he really, but then you look at that era. Back then, made the right see Nike. Nobody gave two shits about Nike. Nobody gave two yeah, course, shits about Nike course, back in the day. Yeah. It was just Converse, even know what Puma, was, really. and Reebok. Yeah, that's what everybody was caring about. And then here comes Nike. I was like, "The hell is Nike? Stupid, stupid running a tennis shoe. Nobody cares about that." Then here comes Mike. And then to hear, and then just to see them, some great quotes in that movie. Yo, yeah, yeah. what? Yeah. Yo, I was like, nah, dog. That's a great movie. Nah, by far, by far. All right, for you, what do you feel is like your top five sneaker movies or movies about sneakers? Top five sneaker movies, if possible. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Wait, wait, time out. That's I don't tough. know if I can name five sneaker movies. Wait. I think of Space Jam just because he had those 11s on and they were fire. Okay, but that no, wasn't... no, in that, in that regard, or 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 where where you saw like, like a dope ill sneaker. yeah ill sneakers. Put like so let's that. put Top air. The Space Jam comes to mind. I mean, if can we just talk about clothes in general? Like, cause I like how Above the Rim had the Olafs. Yeah, cause I remember right. like that's when right. I was really young, the, the all the old heads had the Olafs, right? Right. Like right. like. And even I had some old laughs. Right. Like I call, my, I guess I call myself old head. But it's like if you if you went to a basketball court in that era during the nineties, right? Um, and there was ten people on the court, like nine of them would have old laughs on. Right. Yeah. So right. I'll put that in there as like sneaker, um, you know, influence. What else? What else was it? it Talk to me. I don't even. Nothing's coming all to right, mind so, right now. All right. So for me. All right, he got game because the 13s. Yeah, that's just a fact. <laughs> yeah, that, I should have thought of that. <laughs> the yeah. 13s. I should have thought of that. All right. Um, that's crazy. I didn't think of that. The Wally Moccasins and um and White Men Can't Jump. Okay. Um, I don't know what that is, to be honest. No, the, um, Dave Robinson's. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's Force? The, 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 um, yeah, the Force. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. those are fire. Had them. That's when this is what I had I got to get a um, pair of those. Those are yeah, fire. I, I miss, yo, I miss my Wally Moccasins. Um... Let's Can see. we go with albums? Because I remember like the Shaq pumps were cool when his yeah, album was that out. That was that was tough. Yeah. Um. What else? What else? What other? Oh, Usher. 
with the with the Pippins. Okay. Usher with the Pippins. Yeah. And then Usher again in the, in that same music video with the Breads. Yeah. Because he had he had both. He had the he had the he had the Air Pippins and he had the Breads. You know, what you remind me of with saying the Pippins. I remember when I was a kid. I think I was. I don't know if I was twelve or thirteen. I had the Rodmans. Oh yeah, that was fire. Yeah, I had the Rodman. And, 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 and I don't even know what. I don't know what. I guess I wasn't all Jordan because I don't know what made me want to get the Rodman. Nah, but. it was it was because of the strap. Yeah, the it strap was, and the laces what, were on the side. That was different. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that was, was different. Yeah, it was a, it was a was, fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, I used was, to go to um. Remember that store, City Sports. I do because I, I went yeah. to Art and Design, so City Sports was before, like before Flight Club. Yeah, right, 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 right. See, cats don't be see this. Yo, I gotta yeah. give you props for that. Yeah. See, a lot of cats don't be knowing that. Yeah. But no, but yeah, City Sports they used to do the, the um the deals. They used to give you the two. Okay. They used to give you the two for two for one deal or whatever. So not on Jordans though. No, not on Jordans. Though. No, 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 no. <laughs> Everything but it was else. Like, no, it was yeah. It was like the up tempos. So it was, did they it give was, you like the did they say everything but Jordans? Is that what yeah. they said? Yeah, that's what they said. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. So you, me and my. So if you bought two pairs, you got one free. Yeah, or you get a half off. Okay. So, yeah, so that's what we did, right? So, me yeah. and my homies, shout out to my mans, uh, Jerome and uh, Larry, you know what I'm saying? We would do we would do that. Like, we would um go and, like, let's say if they had, like, the pennies, right? They have the pennies and the pippins. Pennies are fire. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I was, I was a penny head. I was a penny head. I love the pennies. Like, you know, any, you know, penny ones down to... You know what's a New York classic? Bo Jackson's. <laughs> oh. Everybody had the Bo Jackson's. Yeah, I had some Bo Jackson with the Bo strap. Jackson. Yo, yeah. the trainers, yeah. And he's low key probably the greatest athlete ever. Like just in terms of athleticism. Oh yeah, by far. Yeah, him, you you mean, I, by far. If him, you don't know spot. If you don't know sports, like your buck. Even if you don't know sports, is it by far? I feel like him and LeBron are up there as the greatest. Like just pure athletes. Put, all right, put it like this. You got to put Dion in there too. I, think I feel it, like I, Bo I, had the strength over him, right? Right. The strength component. But, but Dion. And just a straight power. Yeah. But Dion was obviously, all these guys are great athletes, but I just think Bo was like the top of the top, you know? Like, God forbid if he didn't get that injury. Yeah, got it. I mean, it was it was short lived compared to other athletes, like compared to LeBron, who's on year twenty. But I'm just talking about like his peak. Yeah, he was running up walls. Like, come on, man, that was different, man. Running on walls, catching, grabbing home runs. I don't know if you want to call him the greatest athlete ever, but I feel like he had the most athleticism ever. That's a better yeah, way to put yeah, it. Yeah, definitely, definitely got that. Yeah. See what other uh, sneaker influence movies uh, of music videos? Oh, music videos. Um, I know Fab definitely had some nice oh, Jordans yeah. on, and like, probably, what's that one with Diddy where he had the light blue? Um, you know, with the oh, throwbacks. Uh, yeah, Lose I don't know what that Lose was, Lose but he definitely he always had some fire 15s? on his feet. Yeah, I want to say oh fucking Jada. When he when he, when he introduced the low cut twelves, well Jada had the whole thing with Iverson. That's iconic. That, yo, yeah, that's <laughs> iconic. Got, the Iverson commercial is yeah. goes crazy. Yeah, so. that that's my favorite rapper. Jake is definitely. I, I don't think anybody raps better than him. For me personally, I just had a conversation. Yo, shout out, shout out to Think Free Network, man. As I'm one of the producers on that. Shout out to Mark. Ella Bear, shout out to Amber, uh, Amber, and shout out to Mike. So you want to hear my take on? Rappers, yeah, like yeah. who's the greatest? Okay, I feel. Let's, let's talk about we here. I feel like I feel like Jadakiss. Nobody raps better than Jadakiss. Okay, Jay Z has the best albums, and Drake has the most great songs. If that makes sense, like Drake has more songs than Jay over time. I think, but Jay has better bodies of work in terms of albums. And then I don't think anybody raps better than Jadakiss. All right, so what you're basically saying is. Jadakiss is the best lyricist. I just think he raps better. He just ha he just didn't happen to have like the songs of Drake or the albums of Jay. 
right? Okay. And I think a lot of his best stuff is on features and mixtapes. Okay. So some of it gets like lost in translation. Okay, no, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fair... I can tell you don't agree. No, I, no, that's a fair insight. Um, I do have Jada as, for me, as best lyricist okay. of, all, of all time. So we're like somewhat on the same page. Yeah, Jay to me is the best... Which is a unique take. I don't think everybody has Jada as like... No, I think yeah. Jay to me is the best rapper of all time. And, I don't think he really raps better than Jadakiss, though. Eh, he just I'll, has. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. He I'll, has a way. I'll say this. Way better collection of albums, obviously. No, I mean, right. No, even... I'll say this. I'll say when it comes. All right. I'll say this. As far as flow, I say Jay edges him on flow. Now, as far as uh, barrage and power of bars, I say Jada has that better than Jay. You're saying that Jay's more versatile with his flow, like he could get in yeah, and out and of also different too, styles, and also too, it's 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 the it's the way he does it. Like I'll put it like this: like when I saw Fade to Black, right, and before Fade to Black, it was like, oh, Jay don't Jay don't write, Jay don't go to the booth, and I'm a Jay Z stand, but I'm a realistic Jay Z stand. I'm like, man, shut up, that man writes that man. I man, don't know though. Hold on, you know what? You know I believe it. Right. Not to like compare myself to anybody, but I used to have to write down everything for podcasts. Now I could just go into a podcast writing down nothing. No. So I believe him. After doing like nine albums, I believe that he wasn't writing it down. No, yo. So when I when I seen Fade the Black mm-hmm. and they're bringing down him doing what more can I say? And I'm like looking at this shit. I, I'm about I was I think I was, I was at a shorty's crib. Yo, my crib's it's boy story time. Shout her out. So yeah, no, I'm not shout her out. <laughs> so I get credit. Yo, so I'm at I'm at a shorty's crib. And and I'm mad hype. And I you know how back in the days you used to go to Fordham or you used to go over to yeah. 125th Street and get the bootleg of the yeah. movie and I'm so dead got the joy. Yeah, but those used to be so <laughs> trash, especially like if no, you look No, mine's at- was a good copy. Mine's a good copy. Oh yeah, some you know of them were terrible. You know what I went to? I don't know if you ever always if you ever went mixtapes. Um, right under the uh four train, right under the Fordham Fordham Road Station and Jerome, right right where that Twin Donuts is at. There used to be yeah, um, there used to be an African right there, African dude. He, he used to have the I don't remember that, but I definitely remember the Twin Donuts. Yo, right. He used to have the ill ill. If you needed mixtapes, if you he must needed, have made a lot of money like, out there. Oh yeah, he was he was he was yeah. caking. <laughs> he was caking. So he had faked the black. So I was like, yo, let me get that fade to black. All right, yo, give me, give me, give me, give me like 10, 15. All right, all right, here, screw it. I don't care. Fade to black, bang. Did you give him 10 or 15? Yeah, I did. I gave it to him. I gave him. I didn't care. I was like, yo, here, here's 20. Here, whatever. Give me. So it back. Gave me. Bam. So I went to, I'm going to go ahead of shorty. I was like, yo, what you doing right now? I got fade to black. He was like, you ain't got no fade to black. I do. I got the blue black. I that was like <laughs> the Netflix and chill of that era. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. So, yo, so bet. Went went to the crib, showered. She lived over there by like Grand Concourse. I was over there by Sedgwick, by um DeVoe Park or whatever. So I cut through DeVoe Park. Yo, Remo, what you doing? Yo, you ain't hooping. Nah, I ain't hooping right now. Nah, I don't worry about that. I'll see you later. Whatever. <laughs> so I was speed through. <laughs> get to Shorty's crib. Get the little sippy sippy. We all right, chilling. You got that paint the black? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's get it. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm getting hyped. <laughs> I'm like, yo. It's like, you fucking fake-ass Jay-Z fan. Da, 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 whatever. So it gets to that part. He's in the studio. And he's doing, he's doing what more can I say? And he's just dead like, all right, cool. I'm ready. Went into the booth. Did the, I said, yo, get the fuck out of here. I yeah, like, I believe I'm it. like this. I'm like... Because you, you know, for real, son, he had a song called Lyrical Exercise. Imagine <laughs> writing it down for so many years, eventually, you won't have to write it down anymore. 
right? Because it's just exercise over and over and over again, and it gets more and more effortless. It's called mastery. You know, right. ro- I mentioned Robert Greene once already, but right. he has a book called Mastery as well, and he talks about this. Like, you know, once you get those ten thousand hours, yeah. you know, things become effortless for you, yeah, and you have. Layup. And that's why, like in everything, like in hip hop or even in podcasting not worrying about like who's listening or who's watching is really beneficial just putting in work over time the compound effect is unbelievable so that's what it's all about and that's a point where he got to where he didn't have to write it down anymore like he talked about like he used to write it down but then eventually like he ran out of paper or something and he had to hold it in his head which is an exercise in itself so eventually, he didn't have to write it down he anymore. In the Gail in the Gail King interview, yeah, yeah, yo, that, yeah, yo, son, yeah. and and and, uh, and then with Drake, that's mastery, bro. Yeah, you know, and then with Drake, right? And then you know, shout out to Pod. We talked about it. My peoples, we talked about it. Um, like this latest album, Scary Hours Three. It's like, damn, bro. It's like people had to talk about you to get to get with it because i feel for me but wait a second though but he had he had that he had that in line probably before anybody was talking no i don't know i don't know because because that was probably in the tuck because no i don't know because why is there really recent bars in there like from the last week yeah yeah it's like say he was it's like he's going in and it's like scorpion him okay that that's my barometer you want to hear like 12 songs like that even though it was what five, right? Nah, not even. I want to even say twelve. Like with me with Drake, it's like, yo, bro. Like that's we know that, you're the goat. We that, know you're the, we know you're up there in goat level. But it's like, bro, stop doing this filler shit. But that's the Drake. That's the Drake model. Like he did that verse Meek Mill. He dropped something light, and then he dropped back to back. Like that's what he does. No, right. That's like that's like that's from like Sun Tzu, like the art of war. Like okay. he, t- he he talks about that. Like hit him with something light, and then boom. And that's what he goes. I mean, he's been successful doing it his way. Like it, it worked with, against Meek. Oh yeah, back to back. Yeah, back to back was crazy. Yeah, yeah, but you know, be, yeah. but you know, you know what happened with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it too much because Meek and Ross, they, 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 they back up. But yo, that was a kind. That was like equivalent to like D Wade getting like Baron Davis to fuck up out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, but real talk, like Drake, like I never like had I said, a woman to have me starstruck or told me to get my bars up. I don't know how it was, but that line was crazy. Yo, yeah. son, yo, but I, no, but Scary Hours Three definitely is is dope. Is 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 what I think a lot of people will finally will will appreciate and stop complaining of Drake. Not really complaining, but it's, I I get, but I get it though. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're even if you claim as who you are, right? But you keep doing what all the other other um other artists are doing and just want to give fillers. It's like, bro, stop giving the fillers. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all right, it's cool if you take off for like a year or two. You still you not gotta, gonna lose your all those, all those songs add, add up to streams though. No it's business, right? Right yeah. on the business tip, I get it. Yeah. But it's like, dog, stop. Doing That's why that. I think he knew he was gonna do this anyway. Like he just he knows he wants those streams. Like I, I don't think this was out of nowhere. Okay, I think it was planned. Okay, maybe he might have added a song or two. Like. But I think it was. I, I would have. I don't think he just goes out on a limb. I think he knew that was gonna happen. But all I don't right. know. I, I'm not. I don't know Drake or his team. So hey, hey listen. <laughs> no, all right. So back. So all right. So if you had to say, since what you just said, so who's who's in your who's your top ten? Man, that's a lot. No, all right, no. All right, let's I go can, top five. Who's in? Who's I mean, in your top five of overall overall hip hop artists? Yeah. Doesn't matter. My personal top five or who are the greatest? Either or. You tell me. Either or. Either or. Because wait, cause it's, it's, hard to tell, f- it's hard to tell a person, give me one. 
Because I don't know because the person's not going to give only one. My personal five would be like JD Kiss J, um, Benny. Um, who'd be the last two? Oh man, that's tough. After that, Fab, but I like more early Fab. Okay, you know, I'm probably missing so many people. Even though, even though later Fab, I'm gonna say I like early mixtape Fab. Like, like that's the Fab fu- I like. Okay, like funeral funeral service Fab and after, I don't. I feel is more potent than that early Fab. That's just me. I see what you're saying. I feel but, he, uh, I feel he's more potent. I feel he, I feel he was he was more. I mean Eminem's probably up there. I was just talking about tune. him on the pod the other day. Um. Styles P, you know. Okay, I'm probably um. But that's your that's your personal five. Now, personal. who do you feel in your opinion? Who do you feel is the greatest top five rappers in hip hop? Biggie, okay. Jay, Wayne, Tupac, Jadakiss. Huh? I'm probably missing some people, but no, that was just no, that was just off. I saw that was just off the top that's of my solid. head. All right, my personal five. Is uh is but you thought you put thought into this? No, no, no. No, my first five: Rockem. Well, it's a tie. Rockem and Kane tied at one. Jay Z and Nas tied it. No, Jay Z and Biggie. Well, it's a lot of people. It's more than five already. No, no. But I'm just saying. <laughs> but it's, it's ties. I for me, it's ties. Like okay. I, I, it's hard for me to put like one out of the other. So I got ties in mind. So Rockem and Rockem and uh, Big Daddy Kane one. Um, Jay Z and Nas. No, uh, Jay Z and Biggie two. Nas. Three, um, LL four, Redman five. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Then it's like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But then you got LL over Jada Kiss as a rapper. Oh wait, how about you got LL over Tupac? I do. You know why? You can you can sleep on it as much as you want. LL throughout the decades still was 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 potent of his craft. You get what I'm saying? Like it, it's di- it's different. Where how about how about you know what? How about Drake, Kendrick, and J Cole? They got to be in the mix too. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. If if you want, if you if if you give me, like I said, but that's why I said me, I do ten. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I would, I would probably put. In the, I, would put I think them, Drake actually has to be in the five. He has to be. If I, if you say the greatest, yeah, and I, he wasn't even in my five when I first said it. No, right, but I'm saying if you yeah, say okay, if we got to be in there, if we if we do make an argument, all right, I would put I could you could if you if you say legit. If I see my list you got is, too many hits. No, my list is songs. different. Yeah, no, my list is different. Like I'm, I'm a, I'll never be one to like discredit Drake. Like I that's that's insanity. Yeah. Even though that's he's not my like cup of tea of an artist. Yeah, there's a couple of albums of his I like. He's not my cup of tea of artist, but I won't be a fool and say, okay, no, he's not going to be in top five I see of all time. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a realist when it comes to this music thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like emotional or, oh, because I don't like you and, oh, I don't, nah, that, that, we're not, that, we're not going to be idiots. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like what you said about Jada, like that's, that's, that's agreeable in a sense. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm just saying in a sense as, because I could, I could get it. I could see where you were going with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, let's say if, if you switch the careers, right? Let's say if you gave Jada Jay Z's like success, <laughs> right? As far as a as a artist, you would be we, we wouldn't even care about anybody else. That's true. I'm, I'm just keeping it a buck. Yeah. If you get if you That's give true. him if you give him if you give him Jay, 
let's say he he scorches money cash homes. He super omega scorches reasonable doubt. He super omega scorches um, hard knock life. He super omega scorches um, blueprint too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like shit, when the money goes, even though um, he um, Jay, Jay gave that to Fab. You know he gave he gave that track to Fab or whatever. Let's say he, he give Jay to kiss that. And he destroys that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I feel like yeah, I feel like probably Jada never had maybe the right backing that other rappers. I don't know. Like I feel like, like the, the albums weren't up to his level of how good of a <laughs> rapper he was. You know, was production off? Like if you just heard his albums, like you wouldn't know how great he was. I think, I think I love the first. I love all the albums actually. I just think they're like. They could have been better. Like Ignatius for me was like one of his best complete works. Yeah, I like his first one best. His first one was like that, his that was first fun. one was the and I could play it all the way through. Yeah, his, no, but his first one was the kiss tester. the game goodbye. Kiss the game goodbye. His first one was the tester. His first one was and the kiss of death was good. No, 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 no. It was it wasn't no. as good as his first one though. No, no, no. Yeah, but I'm, what I'm saying is that was the tester to see. Okay, can you be without your crew? That's true. It, it was good. Too. It was no, and and that was amazing because you got to remember there was many cats that that left their crews, and they and they got their there's, and their first albums weren't that great. There's songs from that album that nobody talks about that are really good, like Kiss Spitting, like with the Regulate beat, like nobody even talks about Show Discipline. Oh yeah, like those songs are oh, fire. Oh, it's just like it, it could have been all of it could have been better with the level of talent he had. I don't know, and I don't know if that falls on him or. You know, I'm not a music insider. Like, I have friends that are in that <coughs> lane. That's not right. my lane. I don't know what was going on right then, but I felt like it could have been better. Yeah, I mean, I mean, here's the thing when it comes to, like, music artists, right? We got to, as much as on the outside, you know, I'm a part of music too, but, you know, it's it, for me, it's more like, okay, I got to scout talent, you know, for the label I'm with, shout out to Worldwide Sound Records, me and DJ Chase, you know what I'm saying? Um... You know, you got to, like, I think that, that that was the best thing for me when I got into music. Like, I was only, like, media guy, right? I was media, personality, I was media, media, media. I was a little harsh on artists, but on a business sense. I was like, yo, why, if you just do this. But then when I became A&R the last five years, I had a better. Where are you A&R? No, well, with Worldwide Sound Records, independent uh, label, with uh, me and DJ Chase. A, a record label that we own. Which we, artists? Yeah. Um, we had we worked with artists like we we worked on singles, so we were like a entertaining hub, a record label. You know, okay. we worked with artists, we spiced up their okay. their image and everything like that. Um, but um, pretty much I had a better eye, like ear and eye on things. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Because you would like you would like look and see what was going on and everything like that. And I'm like, oh, all right, so. You know, this is what it is for the artist. This is what it took for it. So then now when it comes to critiquing, you know, gotcha. I have a better way to critique. So when it comes to like Jada and all that, and everybody like tries to talk about, you know, if, if it's like, look, at the end of the day, he did at be as best as what he could. But at the same thing, you can't derail him of his talent because of what he really didn't have to make it like 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 fire up or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. His 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 delivery is still his delivery. His his cadence is still his cadence. You know, regardless of what. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know. Yep. Um also too, like, even with like like same thing with Nas, right? I get it back in the days, like I right, Nas didn't really want to get with the real hip producers 
or whatever the case may be, or people are giving the real ill beats to match his delivery. But I get it. He was a pure lyricist, lyricist. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you really don't care what beat it is. I'm just going to do it regardless. But I'll say say this. Let had Nas had a hit boy back in his prime when he was, yo, the whole landscape of rap would have been destroyed. I like hit boy a lot. And like, you know, Benny's probably my favorite rapper now, and his album Pit Boy is my favorite album, Burning Proof. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a that's a classic album. Shout out to Griselda, yo. Yeah, they a, they I, I I say shout out to them and uh, shout out to my man Mark Elibear. He can even co-sign on this. I remember when we was working at at the same uh, school site. Um, this is around the time like around like 2017, 18 ish. I wasn't really like really feeling hip hop like hip hop for me I was, I was gonna what say what year was that no I was like 2017 18 it was just like eh, I'm not really but then Griselda I started hearing more of them and yeah. they started getting me back into hip hop That's what I mean that's what they did they brought like an old style and they were I mean they're not super young but they were a little bit they brought like an old style in a new way yeah nah shout out so, to them yeah. yo they I love because all the older stuff was getting like you know as we talked about the trends and stuff it started get feeling old and they had like that the content gr- they had that gritty era but it was new yeah for people even though they've been rapping for a while yeah right yeah. right now nah, but definitely big ups to them and what they're doing yeah definitely you know amazing and and what's so dope about them is even in the in the differences of how they're even though they did it together but it's it it, it still feels different from each 100%. one each each yeah, one of them you know what i'm saying they're their own entity they're their own entities but still even business wise they're all doing their own thing right like, right yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying um which usually works out like that i think like even the locks like they started going their own ways not in terms of their friendship obviously but just like business wise you mm-hmm. know yeah. yeah definitely definitely yeah. definitely but um she's so all right so what's your take on about this year with hip-hop and his sales like what's your what's your take on that? Is like, it, they're down, right? Yeah, like it like it being down, like like the lowest of numbers in years. I think other genres of music are just getting bigger now, right? Like okay, and taking away the attention from hip hop. Okay, but it all comes in waves. It comes and goes, and you know I do think like people, even though Drake is still great, people are trying to figure out who's next. Mm. And who that's could, who could be next though. And I think your, it's, I think, your, I think it's like see? I mean I thought Little Baby was that guy, but I'm not sure now. Yeah, he's I don't know. He he, he felt, I felt like it for a little bit. He's done a weird And then it felt like it could have been 21 Savage, but I think like when they did the album together like I thought like that helped him a lot. Right. But it's probably like it has to be Cole or Kendrick to keep it going even though they're from the same era, you know? Right. Right. I don't know, for me, I like Larice. I like Simba. Um, the females is, is too many to name. If I had to say, after when I seen her, um, her, uh, her, uh, when I went to the movie premiere for her, for a documentary, uh, I gotta say Tara Wack. I feel Tara Wack is definitely a highly tan- talented uh, woman in, in hip hop and the way she does, she does like pop hip hop in a way, but she, she's talented. I like, I feel her wave with it is dope. Um, even with who's gonna take after Drake, it's it, it's it's tough. It's yeah, tough I because it, I think it, it'll be fragmented for a while. Like there won't super be Drake. fragmented, or maybe just Drake stays. Like I just feel like people are looking for what's next. Mm-hmm. They're trying to like push him out the zeitgeist. Oh yeah. Oh don't don't yo don't even go there with that. But definitely, all right. Let's get with you, man, because we got definitely got some time left. Um, what what's what's in the cards for you now? 
going forward with your brand? Like what what do you see what do you see for yourself like five year span, ten year span thereof? Yeah, I think a lot of things are happening right now. Like, you know, I signed a deal with prize picks, which is good, and just getting more into the daily fantasy sports landscape. Um live shows. I've actually about I was on the NBA report um last week and I'll probably do more work with them. So that's really exciting on YouTube. And then I've been doing like B ball breakdown with Coach Nick on YouTube. So I'm and I'm starting it and I started a in studio show from uh in Queens, New York with a filmmaker named Audio Ash. Okay. So I'm just like it's really just about putting the work in and then the opportunities come from that. Right. Right? Like that's really what it's about. But I would say probably having a network where there's podcasters, I don't want to say under me. Okay. But you know, like having a combos court network would probably be in the cards for me in the future. Okay. And um like one of the things that I wanted to do in twenty twenty three, like was a big point of emphasis was do more in studio pods. Like I wanted to do at least once a month for combos court. And um, you know, we did more than twelve this year, so I'm proud of that. And I think that's everything, you know, that I'm, you know, trying to do. Yeah. I don't know if it's everything I'm trying to do, but it's some of the stuff. <laughs> I think like so much of this is just like putting it work and then opportunities come and then obviously having a plan on top of that as well. But I'm just in a lot of different places right now from and those opportunities came from, you know, my baby combos court. Right. Like, right. So it's just focusing on those things that I'm doing now and putting more and more on my plate while self automating the stuff that I started a long time ago. Right. Right. Okay, that's what's yeah. up. That's what's up. All right, man. Before you get up out of it, we're gonna get you on this on this trivia, man, real okay. quick, real quick. Let's see, let's see if you are of who you are with this basketball, son. So we are gonna get you with. Let's see how many questions we got. We got four questions, yo. Actually, three. Let's do it. We're gonna, uh, yeah, we're gonna get you with. No, actually, we're gonna get you four. Let's do it. All right. So off the rip, son. So who is the only team to defeat the Celtics at Boston Garden during the nineteen eighty five? In 1986 season. The Rockets? Uh-uh. Sixers? Uh-uh. You got one more chance. Lakers? Nope. Oh. Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. All right. George Gervin's most points scored in a quarter record was broken in 2015 by this player. Clay Thompson. All right. Good, good that job. Was easy. All right. 1995, the sixth seed was the lowest seed in NBA history to win a championship. Spurs. Nope. 95. Mm hmm. Oh, the Rockets. All right. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I don't know why. I said all right. Let's see. Let's see. This player had the most three point field goals during one series of the, NBA, of the NBA Finals. Clay again? Nope. Steph? There you go. Yeah, all right. Clay. All right. All right. All right. He, got, he got off life, folks. He got off life. Nonetheless, like. man, yo, combo, let everybody know where to follow you at, son. Combo's Court, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, you can catch me on live shows, B-Ball Breakdown, um, in-studio show called He's With Us. Okay. And you could catch all of that on Instagram at 1-2-Combo, O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Um, rate, review, subscribe to the show, wherever you listen to podcasts. Remo, thanks for having me on. Oh, no, nah, you already know this, baby. You already know what it is, man. You know where to follow me at on everything, at Remo Marac underscore. Go to the website, RemoMarac.com. Also, too, man, you know what this is going to be on. iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon Music, DJ Chase Radio, the whole shebang. This is another episode of The Cuts.
baby. Culture, urban technology, and sports. <laughs> you know what I'm going to go with, baby. It's heads over the eyes. It's that swap. Come on, man. We out here. That's peace. Remo get on that mic. Yeah, yeah. Remo get on. Remo get in an interview. That's gonna shake the f the room. Yeah, what's up? What's going on? You already know the how everybody's like, oh, sh the f is yeah, this? Yeah, that energy. <laughs>